Again, for a brand new menu, brand new menu for the Chaburah this week. Mamish, really changing it up, really beautiful. I thank you to our bourbon sponsor, Reb Nechemia Feldman, to our Scotch sponsor, Ivan Comer's Ivan. 
Ivan Cohen, a thank you to everyone again. Sponsorships available for next week. Yashikach to everyone for helping to make it so beautiful, so special. So we're going to continue on tonight a little bit in the Chalban. Plug for Wednesday. And also, I'll say again, next right, next week, a lot going on. Thank you. Next Wednesday, Mir Sasham, our annual Lagba Omer Hilula. It's going to be a, a beautiful and magnificent event. Baruch Hashem, the great schos, seven shuls partnering together. Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Goldberger, Rabbi Motzen, Rabbi Teichman, Rabbi Marwick, Rabbi Schaffer. I'm forgetting. Rabbi Rose. Rabbi Rose, thank you. And uh, Baruch Hashem, a really wonderful Chavra, Eli Kohn, Nasi Gross, Maishi, Zevi, Davi, a whole Chavra, Baruch Hashem. It's going to be really, really <coughs> special. So that's going to be next uh, next Wednesday night, Emir Hashem, 8.45 p.m. Then Thursday night we have the Chabura. So Baruch Hashem, a, a, real, a real week of, of light and of his odors, Emir Hashem, next week. So we're continuing on in the Chalban. And we find ourselves this week, if you remember again, two weeks ago, and I apologize about the abrupt cancellation for last week's cheer. But I will say, if you remember again, two weeks ago, the Chaban introduced us to the concept of Pekido and Zechira. Two different stages, two different stages of Geula, right, an awakening. So again, remember, it's interesting, you know, English-wise, they translate the same way. Pekida means to remember, Zechira means to remember. But as the Chaban explained, and really this is based on the Ramchal, in his Maimara Geula, so Pekido is essentially the awakening of Geula, the beginning of Geula, but it's a beginning of Geula that's cloaked in Teva. It's cloaked in the natural order. So you could look at it and you could run the risk of not seeing anything special or anything holy or anything unique, but rather, again, just something that looks fundamentally, profoundly, and wholly ordinary. On the other hand, Zechira, Zechira represents the awakening of the Geula, in, a, in, a, in an incontestable, almost like undisputable, nace fashion. It's the stage of the Geula where, again, everything awakens and it's clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world and orchestrating the Geula. So they're both different stages in Geula. Just, again, Pekida, cloaked in Teva, cloaked in the natural order of the world, and Zechira, a clear Lamala Minateva, clearly above the natural order. So we're continuing in this this week. And also we're continuing in the section page, Samechtas, so remember again, what the, the piece we ended off with last time was the fact that the Chaban obviously reads these stages of Geula into what happens or what is happening contemporarily in Eretz Yisrael. And the Chaban understands that the return to Eretz Yisrael after the Holocaust, the founding of the state, all of this becomes the Pekida. Right? Again, remember, the founding of a state, all of the miracles of the various wars that Am Yisrael has waged. So it's easy to go ahead and look at these things through the lens of Teva. You can explain it all in the natural order of things, especially as time goes on. But Lamais, we recognize that it's really the Yad Hashem, it's the hand of God that's cloaked in Teva. That's the period of time that we're currently in. We're in Pekida. We're in Pekida. What we pine for, what we yearn for, what we daven for every day is the transition from Pekida. So the, the Chaban goes on. He says, Now we'll say here, the Chaban introduces something really fascinating. And again, in this particular section, it's actually not the Chaban's own ideas, but rather these are actually ideas that he's gleaning from the Ramchal. When we learned it last time, one could think the following, that Pekida 
is the first stage of the goal, the first stage of redemption, a stage that is cloaked, a stage that is cloaked ultimately again in Teva, in the natural order of things. And kind of when you, when you learn it, you assume that the stage of Pekida extends all the way up until Zahira. Right? It's like a continuum. It begins with Pekida, goes right to the Zahira. Here Abba said the Chaban says something astounding. He says, Mavor Baramchal, Sheshefa ha Pekida hayerigai. See, Abba said, what happens with Pekida is like this. There's, there's a moment of Geula. There's something, there, there's a redemptive moment. And in that redemptive moment, people see the Yad Hashem. So in Pekida, there's an element where you see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, although he's cloaked in Teva, but then the notion of God driving things kind of disappears, and it becomes all about Teva. That's what it is. That the Shefa of Pekida, that moment in Pekida, in that first stage of Geula, where the presence of God is apparent, it only lasts for a moment. This is incredible. See, what happens is, there's a moment of Pekida Geula, where again, it's enough. Remember, as the, as the Ramchal explained, that Pekida is the notion of the Shechina getting up from the dust, dusting itself off. Am Yisrael getting up from the dust, dusting itself off. And in that moment, although everything is happening in the natural order of the world, everyone sees the Yad Hashem. But just as quickly as everyone sees it, it's gone. Quote, unquote, it's gone. In other words, the God awareness simply recedes back to the shadows. Va'az yavo dildul v'chasron ruach, shekin amar ha'gadol nignaz v'nistar. And I will say what happens is after that moment of like spiritual or theological clarity in Pekida, then the kind of the world reverts back to just Teva. Or we think it's just Teva. Right? It just everything just once again looks ordinary and mundane. Shekin Amar, he goes on, he quotes the Ramchal in this middle paragraph, Vinimsa, We'll skip to the next paragraph in the Chaban. But we'll say, so essentially, what you have to understand is like this. Chaban says, Pekida is not an ongoing continuum. In other words, it's not the Pshat that it's the hand of God cloaked in Teva, but the hand of God is visible. It's that the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Ribbon Shum orchestrating the events of Geula in the course of Teva becomes is realized for a moment and then that realization is obscured from all the by all the layers of Teva almost to the point that you can't even see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in what's going on Zos HaPa'ula Shisrachsha Be'is HaPekida V'sot HaNefesh Yatsa Mimaskarhi Osis Oris Pnimes Ne'elemes V'sot HaShefa Sheheir L'Nishamos Bilvad so what, what happens What happens in that moment of Pekida Where the Shekhinah is visible See, If you think about this for just a moment right? Also, you see this even just in modern history right? 1948 comes and what happens Yad Hashem, Yad Hashem, Yad Hashem That's Pekida Then what happens? Then what happens? God has forgotten Right? God has forgotten. Incredible things happen. And again, there's a whole bunch of explanations for it, right? 1967 comes, Yad Hashem, Yad Hashem, Yad Hashem, and then what happens? It's obscured. So the nature of Pekido, the nature of Pekido is 
there's like that lightning bolt of wow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing about another stage of Geula. But just as quickly as that lightning bolt comes, it goes. And then we, we regress back, we regress back to only looking at the world through the lens of Teva, of the natural order of things, without really seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture. So I will say, but what's the power of that lightning moment? What's the, what's the power of that one moment in Pekida where everything is so clear? It awakens something within me. It awakens something within me. The neshama is awakened. And I will say, once the neshama hapenimi is awakened, once the inner neshama is awakened, even when the rest of the world regresses back to Teva, there's a part of me that's still on fire. There's a part of me that's still, I was going to use the word woke, but I'm not going to use that word, right? <laughs> right? right? There's, there's, there's a part of me that is still awakened, right? There's a part of me that is still on fire, even though I might not even recognize it. I might not even know it. I might not, I might not even be conscious of it, but it's there. That's the power of that Pekida moment. Vinei Haramchal. He says, Vinei Haramchal, the next paragraph. Mitares hashlav shabin ha-Pekida l'zechira. Listen to what happens. There's that moment of Pekida, right? That moment, that, that, that lightning bolt, right? That lightning bolt, ultimately, again, where what happens? Where there's an awakening, right? There's an awakening. And ultimately, again, it's Mika Amcha Yisrael. I just say, just you understand, like, what a privilege it is we have, like, to live in a community with Hatzalah, with all of these, like, mamish, just people who decide to give up of any nachas ruach. We could just sit here and eat stuffed cabbage and drink bourbon, right? And I'll say, I'm just saying, like, take it for granted that help is always a phone call away. It doesn't matter, day or night, day or night. Absolutely incredible. I'll say, so again, so amazingly enough, writes the Chalban, here's what happens. There's that luminescent awakening in that first moment of Pekida, in that first moment of Pekida, and I will say, then what happens? It goes dark. It goes dark. I will listen to what the Chaban says. What happens when it goes dark? When it goes dark, things almost become worse than they were before the Pekida. In, in, in a spiritual sense, Dildal HaTorah, there's like, there's like a total diminution of spirituality. The Kfira, there becomes Kfira. We'll say kfira. How do you translate kfira? Apikarsos. That's not a translation of the terms, right? There, 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 there's like disbelief. There's not. There's not. There's non-belief. I say, isn't that isn't that so strange? So I have the world. The world is going as it is. Then there's the moment of pikida, which is a moment of gula, redemptive <coughs> moment, which is cloaked in the natural order of the world. There's this lightning bolt of clarity about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In that moment, the neshamas are awakened, and just as quickly as that lightning bolt comes, ultimately the world becomes dark again, and we regress. We regress. And we regress ultimately again even into kfira, into spiritual darkness. A great weakness comes to the world. And Abbas said that darkness remains until when? Until the period of zechira comes about. So there's a lightning bolt, there's light. I'll, I'll call it momentary light, but it doesn't have to be momentary. It could be even just like there's a momentary light, luminescent, awakening of the neshama. And then the darkness and a regression. Yeah. Be, I mean, 
exactly what I'm saying. And I see like a lot of it though is because it doesn't end up working out the way we were planned. Meaning like, you know, right now there's this war going on in Ukraine, right? And there was this there's this film that you may have heard about that said that the Shiite was going to come when, when Russia invades Ukraine. And right now, we don't, we're not seeing the Shiite coming. So I feel like a lot of people that had that belief had suddenly shot down, and they're like, where's the Shiite? You know? So maybe like right. after 1967 or after It's true. We don't see that sudden flow right. that we were expecting. So you're so saying when Pekida comes, when Pekida comes, people expect everything to change. And then when it doesn't all change, it's almost like we're crestfallen. And once we're crestfallen, there's like this regression. So, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 think, I think that's definitely the pshat, which is we get our hopes up. It doesn't happen the way I thought. And like I'm so tzibrachin. And as a result, there's not only just simply like, and the, as a, the result of that is I don't just simply fall. I, I, I fall even lower than where I was beforehand. Beautiful. So we'll say he goes on. He says, Could it be that maybe we could just like this was a step towards the gula, but don't take it any further than that. Oh, so that, that, that's, the, that's the model that the Chaban is going to go with. He does a step, but it's not the finish line. It's not the finish line. So he goes on, he says, he goes on, he says, Vizel Shono, quotes the Rebbe, if you look at the end of page Samech Tes, quotes over here the Ramchal and the Mamar HaGula, V'yata hoven kinimtsu b'mo'oros bayis v'chotz, v'nikru b'mashol nefesh v'gof. So actually his Lashon over here is very interesting. He says that if, if you look, if you look at life, often in life, there's a bias and there's a chutz. There's an inside, there's an outside. Just like there's a nefesh and a gof, a soul and the body. So if you ask a person, right, where do you want to be? I want to be inside the house. I want to be in the bias. But sometimes I'm not in the bias, I'm in the chutz. What do I want in life more than anything? I want to be in touch with my neshama. But sometimes I'm not in touch with the neshama, I'm in touch with the guf. Fitikun ha-nefesh, hu naseh bebekida, o misham bahalot tzarech tikun ha-guf. say, this is incredible. What does pekida do? Sirebos say, what's the role of pekida? So pekida posits the chaban, awakens the neshama. It, it, it lights the fire in the neshama. Suddenly, my neshama is alive. Suddenly, my neshama's been awakened. That's what Pekida does. It awakens the soul. It awakens the soul. I will say, what doesn't Pekida do? It doesn't awaken the guf. It doesn't awaken the body. So the body, or in other words, the physical trappings of life, are still in gullus. The soul, however, has been awakened with the initial light of Gula. Al Kain, Nimtza Choshech Achareha, Uberov Hachoshech, Hatora Holeches, Umishtakachas, Page Ayin, Bechal Yad Azla, Bechal Zra Chosha, Ad Yair Olamim. So I will say, I find this to be so incredibly amazing if you think about it. Because here the Chaban is saying, What does Pekida do? Pekida, this first stage of Gula, where Hashem reveals himself. But he's revealed in the Olam HaTeva, in the natural world. And I will say, but yet, as you saw just mentioned, it's not the finish line. It's not the finish line. It's not the end of Gula. So what does it do? So it says the Chaban, it awakens my neshama. There's an internal change that has occurred. There's an internal shift that has occurred. The, but here's the problem. The guf, the body, is still asleep. 
right? The body is still in darkness. I, I'm outside the house. I'm not inside the house. I'm in the nefesh, but the guf, the guf, the guf representing the natural world is still ultimately, again, dark all around me. Nothing has fundamentally changed. al Gemara Kosov, Va'omar Ki Eshe Bachoshech Hashem Arli, Fumadabra Avachoshech Hazam is Chadish Achara Pekida, Shekvar Hiskir Kinafa Kamti. Rabosai, isn't this absolutely amazing? So, what comes out of Rabosai is something truly profound, which is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what we have over here is the soul is awakened, the Neshama is alive and on fire, but yet the guf is totally dark. Right? The goof, the goof. And I'm about to say, here's what's amazing. You see, we often think, well, hey, as long as the neshama's on fire, as long as the neshama is good, so that everything else should follow. No, not necessarily. Sometimes it takes the natural world a long time to catch up with what's going on in the soul. So I will say, listen to how incredible this is. A person could be in a state of inspiration. In other words, my neshama is awakened on fire, but yet I don't feel it. Why don't I feel it? Why don't I feel it? Because the goof is like totally shut down. I will say it's like like lahavdil. You know the people who suffer from a degenerative disease, where the mind is fully intact, right? The mind is fully intact, but the body the body can't function. The body can't do anything. Like lahavdil, that's what sometimes happens in the world of ruchnius as well. The neshama is like hello. Let, let me out. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I want to do. I want to grow. And the goof is just shut down. The, the, the goof is just not receiving any type of signal or any type of message from the neshama. Says the Chalban. So you have this period of pekida. The neshama is awakened. But then the world goes dark. The goof goes dark. And everything remains dark until Zahira. Prabhupada what happens during that period of darkness See, things never, also, you know, in the world of Ruchnius, things never remain status quo. Either you're growing or you're declining. It's one of those two things. So therefore, in that period of Pekida, after the lightning bolt, if I'm not growing, by definition, everything is declining. He goes on. Ramchal says that in reality, the events of life can be categorized into two different parts. There's panemius and chitzonius, right? There are the internal, wor- internal workings and the external workings. Bayis v'chutz, inside the house, outside of the house. Nefesh and guf, the body and soul. Hainu, here we go, Bossi, this is incredible. There are two different types of light. Sometimes there's a light that only the neshama is aware of. And it's stuck inside. It's stuck inside. The light is there. My neshama is on fire. My neshama is on fire. But the light can't come out. What good does it do? Oh, you'll see what good it does in just a moment. Because remember, again, it will come out. It will come out. Right now it's trapped. But ultimately, again, it will come out. We're going to see. That's going to be next week's year. So I will say, so let's, and then there's another type of light which everyone is able to see. The pekida. In the stage of Pekida, ultimately again the Neshama is awakened. But the light remains inside and does not leave the body, does not leave the Neshama. So I will say, in, you know, in the period, the period of Pekida, 
after that moment where the neshama is awakened, the world reverts back to what it was. I revert back to what I was. Maybe even I regress a little bit. But the great anomaly is, there is this argadal, this great light that is churning inside of me. But no one can see it. No, even, even I can't see it. But it's there. He goes on, he says, Ramchal Omer, Shebeina Pekida Vazahira, Yavo Choshech, Vatora Telech, Vitishtachach. Rabbo said, Listen to these words of the Ramchal. That's why, as strange as counterintuitive as it sounds, in the period between Pekida and Zahira, Torah is forgotten. N- not, not, not totally forgotten. But what it says is, religion regresses. Religion regresses. Shabbos say, brother, isn't that an absolute anomaly? In other words, Pekida is the first stage of Geula, but it's Geula cloaked in Teva, but because it only triggers an internal light, but doesn't really influence the external world, as a result, the light is trapped inside, and the world literally, spiritually regresses. Torah is forgotten. Vihine kan, tamun sod gadol. Shabbos say, by the way, I just want to point out, isn't this an amazing thing? Because I will say, just take your parallels. Like, don't you see this? Don't, don't we see this? Even if you think about it, like in, in modern day Eretz Yisrael, right? Don't you see this? You see on one hand, such incredible Kiddusha. And then on the other hand, like you see things that have absolutely no place in a Jewish homeland. You see things that have never been part of the fabric of Jewish life that are suddenly now being introduced and how does that work? I don't understand. How, 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 how could that be? How could it be that it's Geula, but it's regression? So says the Chalban, that's Pekida. That's Pekida. And now it makes, it makes sense. It makes as much sense as any of these things make to us. But, but it makes sense because the light is internal. The light can't be seen on the outside. So light that's trapped on the inside can only have so much of an effect. So the neshamas of Klal Yisrael are on fire. The neshamas of Klal Yisrael are illuminated. But yet again, bigot, kind of externally, sometimes religion regresses. I will say, think about this today, right? It, it, isn't, just, just contemplate this for just a moment. For just a moment. I will say, what's one of the greatest challenges that we encounter today with our youth? Greatest challenge, what would you say? Greatest challenge? The American culture. Okay, that's easy to blame American culture. Good. What's the, ch- what's the challenge? No, mamish. No one knows any challenges. The quality is Incredible. We'll say, the technology is we have disaffected youth. We have kids who don't care about Yiddishkeit. We have kids who don't care about Yiddishkeit. I was talking to a parent the other day who told me that they took their child to Eretz Yisrael and the kid didn't pack his tefillin. The kid didn't pack his tefillin. And he's in a local school. This is not like a public school. He's in a local school. One of our Jewish schools. Didn't pack his tefillin. You want to say he doesn't put on tefillin every day? Doesn't. You go to Eretz Yisrael and you don't pack your tefillin. I was like, oh, I forgot. What? What? How, how, how does... And I was like, it would be great to say it's an isolated case. And what about kids who grow up in from homes? Totally dis. See, you could blame it on this. You could say technology or American culture or the yeshiva or this. All contributing factors. There's a machla. There's a machla. 
there's something wrong. There's something wrong. We have more than anything in this world, right? We have wealth. I mean, okay, not everybody's wealthy, but, we, but as, as a people, we have wealth. We have influence. Life is good. There's no pogroms, you could, which is for a Jew is great, right? We, we, Baruch Hashem, like, everything, right? We have everything. So, so how do we have such disaffected youth? And it's so easy to say, it's the Rebbe, it's the this, it's the mother, it's the father. It's just, there could be different contributing factors. But I will say, but if you think about it, I just want to tell you something. It's a plague for Claudia Yisrael. It is a plague for, we, we, we don't like to acknowledge it. Now, we don't like to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. But the level of disaffected youth is Staggering, And I don't even mean kids. I'm not talking about issues with drugs and alcohol and pornography. Th- those are all additional issues. I'm just talking about kids who just checked out. They just checked out. So what's the pshat? What, what, what's, what, what is that? Why is it that when Yiddishkeit was challenging and hard, we didn't have this level of disaffected youth? And now we have this level of disaffected youth. So, look, there are many contributing factors towards it. I'm just pointing out that I think what the Chaban is highlighting over here, almost like on a hashkafic level, it's part of the fabric of Pekida. That what happens during Pekida is, there is a religious regression. I'm saying, I want to be clear, that's not an excuse, and it's not a patur, right? It doesn't exempt us from trying to do something about this problem. As parents, you have to do something about it. As Jews, we have to do something about it. As community, we have to do something about it. But it is interesting to see that it's what the Chalban is describing. That there's just like a massive regression in Yiddishkeit. Just a massive regression. But yet we're living, I know it's an overused word, but in unprecedented times, right? We're living in such an unparalleled time, yet there is this massive regression back. He goes on, the Ramchal says... Yeah, it's that, it's that the guf, see, if you think about it in general, the guf is the gateway to the neshama. So when the guf is shut down, the neshama is like, right, what are they called? They called it like locked-in syndrome. What is it called? There's another name for it. The person is locked in. Um, I'm sorry? No, not a coma, but where a person, okay, whatever. Hey, yeah, the guf is so strong that it shuts down everything. It just prevents anything from getting out. So like, I'm, my ruchnius, my, my, the light of my is just locked in. Now again, how do we unlock it? We're going to get to it, right? And what the progression is. Also remember again, we've been learning this now long enough to know that, that Lamaisa, the way the Chalban works is you, you go step by step by step, right? You go step by step. But Lamaisa, again, he's talking about locked in. Yes? The dominant culture is seductive. I use that word in its full meaning. It's very hard. I know I don't, I don't want to go through my own personal um, But in, when times were hard, the dominant culture was not seductive. It was shikers. It was called. When you get to Germany, where the Heuchelit, right. and the United States also, where the woke, it's very hard to keep a kid who thinks and who sees and is moved 
I, I, I hear it. I think we just have to be careful because when you blame things on culture, what we kind of do is abdicate responsibility. Right, because if that was so true, then we should, all our kids should for a play to it. And if that was so true, then so it's it's difficult. But difficult. But I'm just saying. I, I think we have to be we have to be careful with that because I could tell you the flip side, and the flip side to that is there is no other country in the history of our people that has given us rights and opportunities and privileges okay. like we have in this one. You could you could go to public school 30, 40 years. You could go to public I school, and you cannot go to public school now. I, I, and you know what? I'll tell you something else. It's not so pasha to go to yeshiva now either. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm saying like, I, I, we have to, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think it's wrong to put all the, all, that that's it, that that's it. Because, I, you know, I, I, think, I think it's a factor, but I think there's something else happening. But, the, you know, it's, it goes back to Billam. I'm... I'm Mishkan Levadon. Right. My mother's Musr to me was you can't dance at two weddings at the same time. And we have to teach our kids. It may be alluring. It's Nishvadir. It doesn't work. Well, Nishvadir doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't, I'm just saying. It worked slowly for me. How many years ago? Well, I mean, Shab, you're a young guy. You're a young guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like you said, a different world. A different world. Nishra dear, that 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 left the building a long time ago, right? It's it's of course of course. I'm not, I'm as I say, I'm not arguing facts with you. I'm just saying, Bemitzias, there's something. I, 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 again, this is something I feel very strongly about, only because I think we're not honest a lot of times about this, and I think that like we're not honest about the droves of young people. Who are just totally fundamentally disaffected, and what and why they're disaffected, and that whereas culture is seductive, that's true. Have we made Yiddishkeit alluring and relevant enough for our children? You know, so it's it's but whatever. I, I, I'm just I'm bringing this up now because I think from the Chalban's point, I think what he's describing over here is Pekita. Is Pekita? Is there initial external inspiration for Pekita? Like. Said the example of 1940. At first, is there yes, but it gets, it gets there's a lightning bolt, there's a lightning bolt, right. but the lightning bolt occurs in the Olam Hateva. See, so you know how this works. So, sometimes when there's a lightning bolt, it, when it first happens, everyone's like, Wow, Yad Hashem. And then as time goes on, maybe Yad Hashem, maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. So, yes, there's an event, but the event is cloaked in Teva. Remember again, that's between Zahira and Pekido. Pekido is in the world of Teva. Zahira ultimately again is Kulonis. So you know how goes inside. Sure. What percentage are you talking about that are disaffected? I don't know. I don't know what the and numbers are. Are you talking ten percent or fifty percent? I, I I have no idea what the numbers are. But all I know is it, it's 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 enough. <laughs> it's it's enough that it is a even if it's a minority, it's what we call in halacha a miyot hamatsui, a significant minority, a significant minority. And I'm not talking about. In other words. If you just pay attention enough just to kids as they just shuffle through, right? Look, look, look at the way they're going through yeshiva. Look at the way they're going through shul. Look, look, look at what's happening. And there's just, there's like a, it's like a blankness. It's just a good, beautiful, all the beautiful neshamas, beautiful, every single one. There's just like, huh, huh. 
and not kids, I don't mean a child who's like par about everything, you know, a kid who's vanilla about everything, that might indicate other, other personal issues. I'm talking about kids who have kohos and abilities and do get passionate about things, yet when it comes to Yiddishkeit, huh? Huh? so again, I, I think that there are many things and many reasons, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it as if this is the majority of kids, I don't think it's the majority, but it doesn't have to be a majority to be a significant issue for Klal Yisrael. I think even a significant minority, which I think it is. It's just as a wake-up call. I'm just bringing this up over here because I think it's what the Chaban describes as what happens in the process of Pekida. So I'll say, let's finish up. He says, he says, he goes on. Now he says something amazing over here. Nehemiah, this goes to your point. I'll say, page Ayin, second paragraph. So in the middle he says, So I'll say, listen to this. So here the Chaban says, there's a reason why things happen this way. What's the reason? Listen to this line. It is absolutely wild. The Chaban posits, sometimes in order to build the body, there has to be a spiritual weakness. Sometimes in order for the guf of, of Am Yisrael to become strong, then the Shama has to be weak. So by the way, do you hear this line? Sometimes for the body of Am Yisrael to be strong, the Neshama has to be weak. What does that mean? So he says, Ube'emes, this is wild stuff. The Chaban says, what happens when a person, right? Let's say, let's say I, have, I have a deadline at work. I have a deadline at work. And I will say, just to illustrate a little bit more, let's say I happen to do manual labor, right? Or you know a guy who does manual labor. Right? So I'll say, so what happens? So I spend my whole day schwitzing and working, whole day, whole day, working on my gashu. So I will say, what's the status of my ruchnius at the end of that day? What's the status of my ruchnius at the end of that day? Shot. Shot, right? Done. Because, not, because I don't care? Because I don't care? No. Why is it shot? Because I'm exhausted. Because it's a finite amount of koach. And if I have a day where I put all of my koach into building my gashmius, by definition, there's nothing left for the ruchnius. The boss say, here the Chaban is saying something absolutely amazing. In the nature of Pekida and Zechira, the Chaban posits that Lamaisa Pekida is the beginning of Gula. And remember again, the boss say, this goes back to the beginning of the Sefer. For Gula, to, for Gula to actualize, what has to happen? Am Yisrael has to be unified and together. And where do they have to be together? Where? In Eretz Yisrael. So say, but in order to be back to the earth, so what has to happen? The land has to be built. How do you build the land? How do you build the land? You build the land with Gashmias, right? You build the land. So the Chaban pauses that in the period of Pekida, the primary koach of Klal Yisrael goes towards the Gashmias of Eretz Yisrael, of building up the land. And then, and because the primary kohos of Klal Yisrael go towards building up the land, and therefore what? There's less koach left for Ruchnius. There's less koach left for Ruchnius. And that's why, fascinatingly enough, during this period of Pekida, 
Gashmios takes over. And I'm about to say, by the way, when you say Gashmios, I don't mean like overindulgence, like we often talk about garbage. I just mean like building up physicality of things, building up physical framework of things. There's less room or there's less appetite or there's less energy for Ruchnius. Correct. So what's interesting is, according to this approach, it's not the pshat that Ruchnius is less important or relegated to a second tier. Right. It's just that there's a pool of koach. So if I'm using my koach for A, then by definition there's no koach or less koach available for B. So in the period of Pekida, where Am Yisrael is focused on building Eretz Yisrael, the kochos go towards the Gashmius, and therefore there's less for the Ruchnius. But look what he writes. Ach, choser ezun ze yachlof. But I will say, at some point in time, everything, it, it switches, right? It switches. Ki ein Yisrael yicholim li parim Hashem Yisbarach al lefi shabil. And I will say, this is incredible, and I'm going I'm to finish up in just a few moments. I will say, I'll tell you like this. The Chaban says, Kalal Yisrael could only remain away from Hashem for so long. You know, by Saladechik, he says, I've said this many times, the Rav says that the word tshuva, we often translate tshuva as repentance. But the Rav says that in reality, tshuva means to return. And Rabbi Saladechik says that life is like a circle, not like a box of chocolates, right? Life, right? Life, life is like a circle. And the Rav says the only difference is the radius of the circle. He says sometimes it's radius anaki, it's a large radius, sometimes it's a small radius. So in other words, everyone comes back to Hashem. It's just a question of how long it takes you. Some people do it when they're young, some people do it when they're old, some people do it on their deathbed, some people do it on the last breath. But everyone comes back to the Riban Shalom. So Chaban says, in the period of Pekida, there's a distance between us and the Riban Shalom. But there is only so far that a person could remain away from Hashem. He says, V'harav haruchni, listen to this Lashon, V'harav haruchni shalana shamas, Yoshu v'yizkala bekoach gadol. I will say, listen to this, the Ra'av haruchni. What's a Ra'av haruchni? A spiritual famine. L'orav l'alechem v'lotzama l'amayim ki'im l'shmoa es divrei Hashem. The Ra'av haruchni, I will say, the Ra'av haruchni, the spiritual famine, which is the hallmark of Pekida, can't last. It can't go. It can't go on. He's va'adarabah yisatze ma'od v'yerav gadol ma'od machmas haznachas hamazon haruchni. At a certain point in time, the famine becomes so intense that the neshama has to eat. That the neshama has to have something. V'husod nevuas amos v'shlachti rav ba'aretz l'shmoa es divrei Hashem v'day kete b'dvar shalom v'shlachti rav ba'aretz kurav ba'aretz dafka hainu b'aretz yisrael la'achar binyana. So we'll say, Va'az Yashuva Izun Lamachana Yisrael Bishilov Shaltar Gdos. We'll say, let's just say the rest of it's outside. So the Chaban says something amazing. So we'll say, if we bring this all together, here's what we have. The period of Pekida, lightning bolt of spiritual awakening. Yad Hashem becomes apparent and almost like incontestable. You can't, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. It's there. Then what happens? Then what happens? Then the Shamas are all awakened. All awakened. But then that Yad Hashem recedes into the world of Tavah, the natural order of the world. And people forget about God and only go ahead and focus on the natural order of things. And there becomes ultimately, again, almost like a level of spiritual regression, uh, not regret, yeah, regression and estrangement. And estrangement. And it's during that time that the Gashmius becomes stronger than the Ruchmius, but only externally. Internally, my Neshama is on fire because it was, it was illuminated by that spark at the beginning of Pekida. But then ultimately, again, the Gashmius becomes a part of Why? 
Because during Pekida, what's happening? Eretz Yisrael is being built. But I will say, there's only so long, says the Chalban, that the spiritual famine could go on. At a certain point in time, the Ra'av becomes too intense, and we yearn for the Dvar Hashem. And I will say, that yearning for the Dvar Hashem, that, that spiritual famine which has gone on too long, when that famine becomes unsustainable, when my hunger just simply becomes so ravaged that I can't go on like this anymore, we will say, that's when we begin the period of Zechira. So we'll stop over here for tonight in Merz Hashem. We'll talk about the transition from Pekita to Zechira next week and ultimately, again, how we affect that transition. Shkai Hamasai. Correct. Uh,